0: Business leaders today need to go beyond meetings and management. There are action steps that nearly every leader needs to know to align with their core values and get the important priorities done. Welcome to the Grow Forward Today podcast with Paul D. Casey. Whether you're just starting out as a leader in your organization or have been a seasoned professional who wants to explore new ideas and practices, this will be an enlightening and highly applicable program. And now, your host, Paul Casey.
1: Struggled with the imposter syndrome, doubted yourself lately? Maybe you're an overthinker. Well, today on episode seven of the Grow Forward Today podcast, you'll meet my guest, Erin Rector, a business strategist and podcast host who wants you to drink from the cup of confidence that she is serving up today, which will help you succeed in life and business. Let's talk about confidence and how it relates to personal leadership development. Ready to grow forward? Welcome, friends. Out of all the issues that my coaching clients have, there seems to be one that ties many of them together, and it's a lack of confidence in the situation they are in, from big stuff like their career trajectory or a key relationship to smaller stuff like an upcoming presentation or a crucial conversation. They and we wonder, do I have what it takes? I've got a little coaster here by my desk where I have my water bottle, and it has this saying on it. Life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. I've heard it said that it's the proficiency that kicks all the other proficiencies into gear. And if we're on a team, we want a confident leader to follow, especially in times of uncertainty. If we're doing sales, and we're almost always doing sales, we want to exude confidence to our potential client that we have what they need. And if you want to keep moving up your organization's leadership hierarchy, you will need to exhibit the confidence of executive presence so that the other top leaders see you as credible and trustworthy. My guest today is the confidence coach, Erin Rector. Here's a little bit about Erin. She has served as a business consultant for over 15 years, working with household names like Target and Amazon. She became a leader in the business operations and strategy, specializing in the whole business, from hiring, onboarding, marketing, and implementation. In 2020, Erin realized she wanted to pursue her passion for business and help others start their own brands. She takes a 360 degree view of an entrepreneur's business goals and processes to create a plan of action where the end goal is the business thriving and their passions pursued. And I had the privilege of being on her Cup of Confidence podcast recently, and now she's returning the favor. Welcome, Erin.
2: Thank you so much. That was an incredible introduction. It's so good to see you again, Paul.
1: Yes. And so tell our listeners a little bit about your own personal journey of confidence, Aaron, and maybe also why did you choose to niche in that area of coaching?
2: Yeah. Well, I'll start with that part first because it's really important because I did not grow up as a confident individual. And uh, went through lots of interesting journeys along my way from weight loss to personal loss um, to uh, toxic relationships. And finally got to a point about, I'd say about 11 years ago, where I decided, you know what? I deserve to be happy. I deserve to be myself. And I'm, I'm good, no matter what anyone else tells me. I'm good. I'm smart. I'm intelligent. I I have what it takes to do whatever it is I want to do. And that was a life-changing moment for me to really put all of those things behind me. There's no animosity held towards anyone else, but it was definitely uh, a freeing moment in my life. And as someone who's been in business consulting for such a long time, and like you said, working with some of these you know top name brands, confidence is, is there for everyone, right? It's a journey. It's not just something that you wake up one day with and you're like, Oh, I'm confident today. Great. I never have to worry about this again. Like even some of the top executives that you would think have it all together. They have the perfect life. They have the perfect, you know, personality they have, they just have it all together. Well, I'm sorry to a spoiler here, but they don't, (laughs) And I just realized it was just a common theme in everything that I did from personal relationships to professional relationships, and just wanting to be that sounding board for other people that, that I didn't have. Um, I luckily found it within myself to kind of come out of my shell and be who I am and be comfortable with that. But a lot of other people need some help and they need someone else to have confidence in them first to, to show them how to have confidence in themselves.
1: Oh, love that. And I think it's probably, you've probably seen this with many of your clients over the years that we get the confidence kicked out of us by these things like loss and toxic relationships. And you could probably add to that list, right?
2: Oh yeah. (laughs) I don't think we have enough time, but yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you're an overcomer. So uh, three cheers for having that reality, uh, making the turn, reinventing yourself saying I'm good. Right. And, and, uh, And I love how you said the confidence is there for everyone. Sometimes we lose it on a given day, uh, but we can regain that even the next day, right?
2: (laughs) Exactly. And I think that that's a big part of it, Paul, is that just that realization that not every day is going to be perfect. I think knowledge is power, right? So if we know that there are days are going to come where we don't feel like getting out of bed or we don't feel motivated to do X, Y, or Z, like, and that's okay. You have to learn how you handle those things. And maybe you just need a day to just chill and watch Netflix all day and then regroup and power through, or maybe you just power through. And for me, you know, just keep keeping going tends to re-motivate me. So you just have to kind of figure out what works for you.
1: Yeah. And that last point, I was just listening to another podcast this morning while working out and they were saying like, it's easier to act your way into a feel, a feeling than feel your way into an action. So sometimes you literally do have to just act it and then it'll come later.
2: Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, wow, I got out of it. And you don't even realize it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Aaron, I hope you're on speed dial for anyone that lacks confidence on a given day. (laughs) This is yes. another business stream that you can have It's just a five minute, you know, a little on call.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, that's actually one of the uh, parts of my program is, uh, there's a, an app, um, uh, like a walkie talkie app. That's like real time. Really? And, uh, yeah, it's called Voxer and people like, I, I'll have people that'll be like, Hey, I'm in this situation right now. I need some help. What talk me through it. And, you know, the, today's technology, man, anything is possible. So it's, it's great.
1: I love that model. I, I on, a, on a wacky day, as an entrepreneur, of have ideas all the time, right? And I had this idea of getting one of those coffee drive-through shacks, and have coach in a box, you know, right. So you could drive up one issue. You have one, you know, one hour or less, or maybe 10 minutes, you know, I help you get unstuck with that one thing and off you go. (laughs) That's
2: genius. I like that. I actually have a, uh, someone that I've been, uh, actually they were on my podcast and they, have created a program called business in a box. So I love it. Nice. That works. Coach in a box. It's great. You heard it here first people.
1: (laughs) Now it's going to get poached away. Well, it takes confidence to start your own business. You've done it. I've done it. Uh, And if a listener was thinking of starting something up, what advice would you give them?
2: That's a great question. I mean, there's a lot of things I could say about that. My advice is figure out what your motivation is and understand your motivation and also understand the work that it takes to go to get into it. Um, it is not for the faint of heart. It nope. is <laughs> tough. It is and you know, I've, I have seen, I'm not going to say a majority, but I have seen people who just think it's, they have this um, misconception that entrepreneurship is like sitting on the couch half the day with your feet up watching TV. And it's <laughs> far from far, far, far from. So really knowing first of all, what you're passionate about, what your why is, why do you want to do this? And then just Again, pros and cons, um, realizing how much work it's going to take. But also with that being said, because I'm making it sound very negative, knowing that there is that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I mean, there's going to be some uh peaks and valleys along the way, of course. But knowing that if when you're very clear on your mission and your why, once you finally get into a comfortable spot, it's glorious. Uh again, it's gonna have those days, but entrepreneurship is for me, it was clearly the, the way for me to go.
1: I heard it once said that entrepreneurship is, uh, it's freedom. It's the freedom to choose which 60 hours a week you want to work.
2: <laughs> I mean, you're exactly right. It's like, do you want to work the 60 hours a week that most people are sleeping?
1: <laughs> or you do have you that want freedom. to
2: work the weekends when people are off? Like, Yeah, you do. You have that freedom.
1: (laughs) But the same token, I can be golfing while everybody's at work. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's just that freedom to be a little bit more in the driver's seat. But I really like how you said, you know, get clarity on your why, because it will push you through the excuses. You have the why has to be bigger than the excuses that come at you.
2: You're 100% correct. Yes.
1: Why is possessing confidence such a big deal overall for personal leadership development?
2: Oh, that's a great question. I mean, confidence is good for so many reasons. Um, confidence is good for your own personal growth and development. I think that confidence has really taught me a lot about myself and who I am and who I am as a leader. Um, it also keeps me in check and makes me realize that I don't know everything and that's okay. And, um, also helps me really build relationships with other people because I, I know what my weaknesses are. And I tried to build relationships with people who are strong and where I'm weak and really partner with them. But I think also as a leader, your people have to have confidence in you too, right? So if you have, you know, a team of people that you're leading, it's really important that they trust you and that they are confident in your decision-making ability and that does not by any means mean that you have to have all the answers. It okay. means that you have to know where to go to get those answers.
1: Yeah. So it almost sounds like, you know, the first few things that you said about confidence really have to do with humility as well. Is that sort of like a uh, two sides of the same coin?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I think that that's for me too, something that I went through as part of my journey is, there was a lot of pressure and I think it was self-induced pressure, but to be perfect, it, there was this, you know, um, pressure from my parents to do this or that. And in my eyes, I thought if I didn't do X, Y, Z, what they wanted me to do, then I was a failure and I wasn't, you know, good. Um, so I think that really realizing, you know, that everyone has strengths and weaknesses and that, you know, it's okay to not be good at something. You just have to be honest about it because there's nothing worse. Like, you know, it kind of goes back to sales too. Like there's nothing worse than a salesperson that tells you that they have all the answers because you know, they don't have all the, nobody has all the answers. Right. So, um, I think that you're exactly right. Humility is a really big part of, of being confident, which sounds a little counterintuitive, I guess, but it it is, it's there.
1: Well, and you also said uh, a part of it is being resourceful. I like to say that I'm not very smart, but I am very resourceful. Like, where <laughs> yes. can you go for those answers, for the resources? Who can you call yes. uh, in, in, in your own community? Who, who have you networked with so well that you can refer out or yes. to uh, have coffee with as more of a mentor or advisor in your life?
2: Yep. You're exactly right. That is, that's actually, it's interesting because I've always been that way. I just never tapped into it as being a strength of mine. It I've always been able to figure stuff out. Like, let me tell you, I could turn <laughs> some stuff into some things that you never would have expected. I'm very resourceful for sure. Um, and always it's like, it's funny, like up in this brain of mine, it's like a ro- like a human Rolodex. Like as soon as somebody asks me a question and if I'm like, Oh, you know what? I don't know, but oh, I know somebody that does. <laughs> Let me call them for you.
1: <laughs> you're in Knoxville, right?
2: I am. I'm in Knoxville, so, Tennessee. Yep. So, if I,
1: listeners, if you're in Knoxville,
2: <laughs> right? If you're in Knoxville, here's your connector.
1: Aaron, Aaron oh, knows yes. Knoxville.
2: <laughs> yes. yes. I, it's funny. I have a, a, a dear friend of mine that, um, makes fun of me quite a bit. So I can't go anywhere with you. You're like the mayor of Knoxville. He's like, you know, everybody everywhere. And I'm like, you are, yeah, you're pretty, pretty spot on.
1: (laughs) Isn't that great though? I mean, to be known as a connector or a refer, you are sort of like the mayor because uh, people want to hang around those that can make them better. And, and if you don't have the answers for them, you know, who does. And if you put those two people together, it actually makes you appear as the expert,
2: right? Yeah, you're exactly right. It, it does. I really never thought of it that way, but you are right. See what I get for hanging out with you. It's great. That's right. It's like
1: free coaching, right? <laughs> <I> know,
2: right?
1: <laughs> All right. So some of our listeners might be saying, but, but, but I have fear. Okay. Fear the evil enemy of confidence <laughs> and courage. Uh, maybe some might say, what do I do with that fear? Aaron?
2: Yeah, that that's, this is such a great question. And it's a question that's really near and dear to my heart. Um, because in, and I wish I knew really where it came from, but it did happen. I'd say probably about 10 years ago and I had just gotten out of a really tough relationship. And that was kind of when I was rediscovering myself and trying to really figure out who I am. And one of the things I made a promise to myself to do are things that make me uncomfortable. So I specifically, if anything, one example in particular, so I, I do not view myself as a very creative individual and the company that I used to work for, we had this guy, he was a district manager and he was very creative. He was very funny and he put together a, a weekly newsletter. So it came out every week to the entire company and he was leaving so he was uh he was actually moving to a different position but it was no longer going to be something he was able to do and so he was like volunteers will anybody take this over and i was just like oh my god no what i can't do this like this is not a, i'm not creative i'm not like smart enough i'm not all these things and then i just stepped up and said i'll do it i said i'm not very creative but i want to try and if i could get everyone else's support that would be awesome and sure enough, people rallied around me. It was, it was great. And it really turned out to be great and made me more, much more comfortable with those types of situations. And that's kind of how I approach a lot of things. I mean, I know a very, very common fear for people is public speaking. And I would say, you know, face your fear, but you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to jump into a Ted talk, you know, like you can, you can start small you can practice on zoom. Now, you know, you can do a, a small group of close friends and get some feedback or videotape yourself alone and then keep watching it. And the more you do it, the more comfortable you you will become with it. And then it'll be like no big deal.
1: Yeah. I like how you said, you know, you've got to do something that you're uncomfortable with to get to that that growth and that confidence. So you've got to raise your yes. hand and volunteer for that kind of stuff, even though every every bone in your body is saying, "Put your hand down. Put your hand down." <laughs> you've got to yes, raise it's it.
2: it's like it's like a dual conversation. Like you got the little <laughs> devil over here and the little angel over here. That's like, yes. do it. Don't do it. Do it. Don't do it. Yes. A confidence
1: <laughs> angel. There's your next brand.
2: <laughs> I love it. Look at this conversation. We are just pumping out the ideas. Or yes. You are.
1: Yes. <laughs> Well, if I were to observe somebody with a great deal of confidence, what would I see or hear from them? I mean, I, I sort of feel like I would know it when I saw it, but what are the elements of confidence?
2: So I, I really feel like the, the elements of confidence are kind of going back to what I said before is honesty, like being able for someone. And and I, I feel like when you're honest and when you're genuine, that just comes through and, Seeing it in their body language, seeing it in how they speak, seeing, you know, how they speak, um, very clearly, very confidently and concisely. And if they don't know something, how they handle those types of questions. So like, if you ask a question and they don't know, you know, are they really quick to respond with, you know what? I don't know. Let me find out. Or, do they ponder for a while? Again, watching body language, watching response, um, time, behavioral style, all of those types of things, I think really can attribute to um, to someone exuding those qualities of confidence. But body language, I think, is a huge one.
1: Yeah. So if you want to put off this aura of confidence, and I know there's this term called executive presence for those that want to keep moving up into You know, uh, maybe the C-suite in an organization, they're looking for the executive presence, you know, when you, you come in the room and everyone goes, whoa, she's here, you know, or or he's here, right? Right, What would be the, what, what body language tips would you give to someone who wants to appear confident?
2: So I think, um, posture is a huge one. So that ties into a lot of things that I do, whether it be confidence or, um, I'm a big exercise fanatic. So whether it be either of those things, confident or posture is very important. And, you know, when someone walks into a room and their shoulders are back and their head is held high and they're strutting in, like they're, you know, like they're confident they you can just feel that, right. If someone comes in and they're I hate to use the term put together, but if they're not so put together, like maybe they're a little, you know, their shoulders are sagging and their, you know, clothing maybe is a little frumpy or wrinkled or, you know, just those things not quite, you know, just not very polished, I guess is a good, good word to use. But when I think of someone who has confidence, I think of posture, I think of appearance in terms of like, you know, ironed clothes and well-fitting clothes and, you know, just like I took time to get myself ready today. I hope that's a, (laughs) a picturable response.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the Amy Cuddy Ted talk, uh, years ago about body language where she says, you know, adopt the wonder woman or Superman pose before you go on stage or before you go into a meeting. Right. And it actually has research behind it. That makes you more confident.
2: Yeah. Spot on. That is absolutely spot on. That's funny because I actually did that pose one time in a head shop <laughs> session just for, you know, fun. Uh, not sure how much I'm allowed to say on here, but uh, did the, the whole Wonder Woman pose. And it it does. It really just makes you feel powerful, confident.
1: All right, you and I are going to have to do that on our social media, you know, for the next photo shoot.
2: <laughs> Done. Done deal.
1: <laughs> yeah, body language is huge. I also've heard um like don't fiddle with things. Like when you're in a when you're in a meeting and you're trying to uh cast this image of having it all together, if you're fiddling in your purse, you're clicking your pen, you're yep. shuffling around, uh, it makes people feel like like you said you're not together, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. That you're not present that you're not paying attention absolutely and the only reason I was chuckling is as I was recently in a meeting like that where someone was just everywhere fidgeting with the phone fidgeting with the hair the makeup the the computer all of it and it was just like distracting for everyone else
1: (laughs) they they also read that like take up more space uh, when you're sitting in a chair and they say, of course, women struggle with it a little bit more like men come in and just like, and they sling their arm around the chair next to them. Is that a, <laughs> yeah. a recommendation you would give as well?
2: It actually, it really is. I'm really glad that you brought that up because, you know, with this day and age when we're um, presenting ourselves so much on whether it be social media or, you know, like zoom, like we're doing right now, that is one of the main tips of appearing confident on video is taking up more space on the screen. So like, you know, my head right here, you can't see much <laughs> in between. And when you're way down here, you look really tiny and kind of insecure, you know? So I think that that's a really great point is, you know, being kind of big and powerful and in, in, in taking up that space. That's a really, really good tip.
1: Yeah. I heard that the, well, I actually watched it, the Toastmasters champion, of I think it was 2020 you could probably google him and it was the first time Toastmasters ever was virtual you know because of COVID
2: right right. and the
1: winner he he used the entire zoom screen so he'd come in from the side <laughs> and he would get like right in your face when he would say something and then he would pretend like he was well, he would tell a story He like he'd be and the, and the right. guy walked up to the stage and he literally moved toward the camera it was just brilliant how we use this awesome. little square a yeah. rectangle, you know, uh, in a way that just got your attention. Cause we've been in a lot of zoom meetings, a lot of zoom trainings. I'm a trainer and I try to pull out all the stops, you know, I use the breakout right. rooms, use the chat area, play a video, right. uh, because people are just checking out. So
2: <laughs> yeah. maybe
1: I'll just go with that and ask you like, how else can you show confidence on a zoom call or a team's call?
2: Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, like I said, really knowing what those signs are on video. So again, making sure that you look confident that you're uh, presenting yourself from pretty much like the the waist up or chest up, so that you're taking up a lot of the screen. Again, if you're looking small, then it does not really exude that confidence. But I would say all the same things that you do in person. So making sure that you're presentable, that you still do your hair and makeup. I mean, yeah, you can still wear your yoga pants, but you know, look presentable from the waist up at least, and you know, smile and put on whatever makes you feel good. You know. And then also just being um being present in the conversations that are happening. It is very easy to get distracted by everything else that's going on. You can fiddle with your phone. I I threw my phone away over here. So I can't even, it's not even a distraction for me. So I would say eliminate distractions and then put on your your confident, whatever that is, clothes, makeup, perfume, hairdo, whatever makes you feel good and confident. And again, being present and in. Taking up uh, space in the screen.
1: Yeah, so good. Wear stuff that makes you feel confidence, even if it's business on the top, party on the bottom. Right, right, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it's the mullet
2: of clothing. <laughs> it's
1: the mullet of clothing. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, and th- that's a good tip to say t- when you said be fully engaged in the conversation because that's so rare that I've noticed my clients share like I get more done on a zoom call uh on my own paperwork than i do when i'm not in a meeting i was like oh that's so sad you know i mean the meeting is it is but it's the
2: truth right it is
1: <laughs> yeah and it's not the meeting planner probably has no idea of that the one who's yeah. running the agenda and so he has he or she has no idea everybody's checking out i mean they could probably surmise that but right i think that's sad that the person is more productive during meetings. <laughs> than actually when he's quiet
2: yeah yeah i i will say i i used to i don't anymore but i actually used to have a to-do list and as part of the to-do list on the side was literally like essentially like a code for can do while i'm in a meeting like you know hey this is an easy thing i can do while i'm on a call (laughs) i got rid of that because i just it wasn't it wasn't suiting me well or the people i was working with so
1: yeah, I think a good tip for introverts too, because uh, we feel more comfortable behind the screen, first of all. So that's sort of like, yay, uh, we, yeah. we didn't we didn't mind Zoom calls as much. If you're an introvert, maybe it even gave you more confidence and courage. Uh, but you know, turn your camera on if you've got that availability to do so. Yes. Um, comment on people's, even if it's just like yes. I concur with what Aaron just said, or yep. uh, And then add your own comment to show that you're fully engaged and you have an opinion.
2: Yeah, Uh, exactly. And asking questions. Yeah.
1: Asking questions for sure. Intelligent questions. Like I even uh, coach my introvert clients to say, come up with the questions before the meeting, like have two that you're just ready to go because you know what's on the agenda, you know, that you're just ready to go.
2: Yeah, that's smart. Smart.
1: Well, we're gonna take a break. You're listening to the Grow Forward Today podcast on the Voice America Business Channel. You can contact me at growingforward at Paulcasey.org and my guest, Aaron Rector, at Aaron at confidencecoacharin.com. When we come back, gonna ask a little bit more about is courage and confidence the same thing? We'll be right back.
0: If you're a manager or supervisor trying to keep your team and yourself engaged, motivated, and accomplishing goals, then you want to check out Bullseye, Paul Casey's membership community for team leaders, coming alongside you to achieve confidence and success in leading your team within Bullseye. There are plug-and-play forms and tools, inspirational audios to pump you up, team player videos to play in staff meetings, icebreakers for your one-to-ones, and, of course, interaction with Paul and other industry team leaders to chat about how to solve the problems you are wrestling with. Paul will bring on live experts once a month to answer your questions on their expertise, and he will ping you twice a week via text to encourage you in your pursuit of your goals. Finally, there is a resource for anyone who supervises others and wants to develop their potential. Check out Bullseye to find out more and subscribe today for the best rates they'll ever be at growingforwardservices.net. That's growingforwardservices.net. Join host Paul Casey every week for new episodes of his podcast, Grow Forward Today. This program is all about helping you grow on your personal leadership development journey. If you're a leader or an aspiring leader, you won't want to miss a single episode. Paul offers his wisdom and insight, as well as engages in discussions with some of the top experts in the leadership field. It's time to realize your leadership potential and get your most important priorities accomplished. Grow Forward Today on the Voice America Business Channel. You're listening to the Grow Forward Today podcast. If you'd like to know more about Paul Casey or our program, please visit his website at GrowingForwardServices.net. Now, back to Grow Forward Today.
1: Welcome back to the Grow Forward Today podcast. We are with Aaron Rector, and we've been talking about confidence. A lot of great tips so far that Aaron has given us. And I'm wondering, Aaron, if courage and confidence are synonyms, are they the same thing? Or do you see a difference between those two virtues?
2: I mean, that's a great question. So I do see some differences, but I think for the most part, they're very similar. Um, I think to have courage takes confidence. To have confidence takes some courage. It it really just depends. I think that it really depends on who you are and what the actual scenario is. I mean, when I think of courageous, I mean, I kind of think of a superhero. I think they kind of, like we were talking about before, the superhero pose. Um, it, so I think that courageous and confidence are, are pretty similar, but there are some differences. Um, you can be confident. You don't necessarily have to be courageous, right? I mean, there are times where you might be and maybe times where you're not.
1: Yeah, and it it's hard to delineate the two. Uh, last year, I did a courage and confidence conference because of the nice alliteration there. <laughs> yeah, and, I was going uh, <laughs> to say,
2: that's great.
1: <laughs> and it was fun. And I, I used the two terms almost interchangeably, but I appreciate yeah. you trying to delineate the be- between the two. They both have to, I think, recognize fear to go back to that word again, yeah. recognize the fear and then move through it or past it. Right. Would you say both of them have to do that?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: What, what fears are most detrimental to exhibiting confidence and courage?
2: Wow. That's a great question. I mean, there are so many, but I think <laughs> the the most common that I hear is so kind of going back to the very beginning when you men- mentioned imposter syndrome. So I'm just relating this directly to mm-hmm. my clients and, and how I work with people, but it is the the most common thing that I hear is I can't do this because everyone else is. I can't do this because I'm not them. And I'm not confident because I see all these other people and what they're doing. And we're comparing ourselves. So for me, like, I really think that once you overcome that part and realizing that, like, you may see someone and you may see this front that they put on. But what is going on behind the scenes you're not seeing? So what, what kind of pops into mind is um, I saw something on Facebook recently that said something about you, th- you, you see this as an overnight success, but what you didn't see is the past six years of hard work, blood, sweat, and tears and self-doubt that went into what <laughs> uh. is now successful
1: like the iceberg, right? It's like you're seeing a little bit of the iceberg and then the the big chunk below the water is all of these struggles that entrepreneurs and other leaders have to wrestle with on the inside.
2: Yes, exactly. (laughs) And a lot of it, I think, and I also think that because of the world that we live in right now, especially due to, you know, we were social media based anyway, and now with COVID happening and forcing a lot of the people that weren't comfortable with that now kind of into it you see so much out there. You see so many things. And there's, and also too, because of the design of social media, when you're in a certain genre or you're in a certain industry or field, that's what you're seeing. They show you that stuff on purpose because that's what you're in. So when you see this world that feels so small sometimes and you're like, I can't do this because there are 5 million other coaches out there. Well, in actual reality, there aren't, you know, so, but it's just, it's the whole perception of what you see out there and just that self, you know, that imposter syndrome, that self doubt that's telling you why I can't do this because everyone else is. I think that that's one of the toughest things to overcome. And one of the most common things that I work with clients to, to work through.
1: Yeah, they well, I heard one author call it a different kind of OCD, obsessive comparison <laughs> disorder. And I thought, ooh, that's good.
2: That is good. Uh, that's exactly like that. what
1: you have just described. Yes. Is uh comparing yourself to all the people around you. And I mean, you're right. I don't post enough my struggles on social media. I I, you know, want to. Give this appearance that all things are put together and I'm winning, yeah. and uh, yep. you know, victories all over the place. Then, if you work with me, there's going to be victories all over the place, and it's a good reminder. Like, I posted, like, you know, my puppy had to go to the, the vet hospital last week, you know, Aww. and it's like, yeah, you, know, you got to post some of the struggles too and ask for prayers or you know, yeah. people's good thoughts. I think that's that's critical to show that you're a real human being on social yes. media.
2: Yes, that is actually my philosophy. I actually just did a post on that like two weeks ago. I don't know if you were Mm. checking that out, but it was just showing people the good, the bad and the ugly because you'll set up unrealistic expectations for other people if you're always showing that positive thing or if you're always showing the same thing doesn't necessarily have to be positive, but if you're always showing the same thing, that's what people are going to think. But my philosophy is I show all of it, (laughs) the good, the bad, the ugly, the no makeup, the makeup, all of it.
1: (laughs) So good. That makes you very relatable then as a person, like I remember being in a church, small group years ago where the leaders had it Seemedly like all together. So, right. And it came to a, a period of time where let's talk about any struggles that you'd like us to pray for today. Uh, and everybody's like, I'm not saying anything. Are you saying anything? No, I'm right. saying because the leaders were, didn't show that vulnerability. Right. right. And I was in a different group and the leaders were like, well, we totally got in a knockdown drag out fight before we got here today. And everybody was like, shoo, Yeah. Great. Right. You know, we weren't great that they were fighting, but it was like, so did we, you know, this week. And it was just amazing how that group opened up. Uh, the transparency and the vulnerability. And I think there's a big movement now in leadership. Uh, vulnerability builds trust, right? Have you heard that too?
2: Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes. And I agree 100%. Well,
1: we're hooked into the benefits, Aaron, of pursuing confidence. So if you gave some real practical tips today, how can a person boost one's confidence? If they just wanted to start like working on it today with some yeah. real easy, uh, easy thing. Well, it's not easy, but you know,
2: yeah, they they can, they can, they can
1: build it with practice. Right.
2: Yeah, no, that's great. And that's exactly right. Is both of these um, tips that I'm going to give are building with practice. And the first one, even though it sounds really, really simple is just accomplish something, Mm. whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually just talked about this recently. Well, I mean, I talk about this stuff all the time, but I, um, I think that Accomplishing one thing, no matter how small it is, really is that springboard into doing something else. So even if it's start small, like I'm not telling you that you have to go out there and start speaking in front of thousands of people, do something small, something attainable, something, you know, quote unquote easy. And that's going to boost your confidence. And also not just doing it, but recognizing that you did it, taking that moment. it, It doesn't take long to, to sit there, to think, Hey, good job. You know, give yourself a little pat on the back, give yourself a little high five and say, you know what? You did that. Now let's move on to the next thing. And then the other thing that I really recommend, um, is take a moment again, doesn't have to be very long, maybe five minutes, maybe not even five minutes and think about where you were a year ago. That is one of the biggest things for me because I, you know, and I'm very transparent and open with everyone about, you know, the struggles that I still go through. And there are days where I feel like, uh, I'm just not as far as I wish I was. So when I feel that way, and this just happened last week, um, for numerous reasons and I, um, sat down pulled out the sheet of paper and thought, where, where was I one year ago? And I even broke out the phone. Thank you, Facebook, for being able to remind me exactly where I was (laughs) one year ago today. So thank you. Um, and I was like, Oh, you know what? Wow. That's right. A year ago, I was, you know, still doing X, Y, Z, or look how far I've come. Look at what I'm doing now. Look at all these great things that I've accomplished in this year. And so those are really my two biggest tips. I mean, I have probably hundreds more, but those are the two biggest ones that are pretty easy to start small and that you can do right now. You could do it. So you could stop this podcast. I don't recommend you do that, but when you're done, you can sit down and do both those things pretty, pretty quickly.
1: Sure can. I read a book called make your bed uh, last year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just, the author is just saying like, if you make your bed, you've at least gotten one thing done yeah. for the day. It only takes 15 seconds, but you're already starting your productivity snowball yeah. for the day. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure yeah. you are thinking of more than making your bed, but
2: no, no, but that's a great point. It's actually something that we practice as well. I haven't read the book, but that's something that we do as well. Every every day, make the bed. That's one step accomplished, you know, and I, again, I'm a big exerciser. So I exercise, um, first thing in the morning to really get my day going and started. I'm just not the same if I don't do it. So,
1: yes, yes. So true. And I could see how that if you didn't accomplish something, he procrastinated frequently, and we're all, of course, recovering uh, procrastinators. Yeah, <laughs> some of us more act- actively than others. Um, it, it lo- you lose confidence, right? Because it's yes. like, oh, I didn't do it again, and the next day, yes. oh, I didn't do it again, and I could yep. see how there'd be like a you're, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot by not accomplishing something.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. And there's um, a saying, and I, I hope I'm saying it right, but it's uh, the eat the frog.
1: Yes, eat that frog. <laughs>
2: eat that frog. Eat that frog first. And that was a, that was actually something that I was um taught many years ago by my mentor at my previous company. Um, shouldn't exactly say it that way, but she said, every morning, my first task of the day is my hardest task. Like whatever she, you know, had a to-do list and she, you know, prioritized everything. What is the what is the most urgent things? What are the toughest things? What am I avoiding doing the most and doing that first is that way you get it done. You get it out of the way. And then the rest of it feels like smooth sailing after that, because and I'm still guilty of this. I, there's always that one thing. And you're just like, I just don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it for whatever reason. And you just mm-hmm. keep putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And then I'm just like, I have got to do this. And then I set it for the first thing to do in the morning. And then once I do it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm free.
1: <laughs> right. right. Great. Yes. Eat that frog. I think Mark Twain came up with that. And then Brian Tracy wrote a book on it. So yeah. if you're a procrastinator, read Brian Tracy's book, eat that frog. And, you know, the concept is if you have to eat a raw frog today, which would be disgusting, wouldn't it be better to get it over with first thing than dread eating the frog all day long? So yeah, exactly. good advice. And good then advice. I heard
2: something recently that said, if you have two frogs, eat the fatter one first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good too. Oh, that's yes. a good one.
1: <laughs> the most disgusting task. You, you know, you get that, you get that customer complaint and you're yep. like, I don't want to make that call. I don't want to make that call. I don't want to make that call. You <laughs> make that call. Exactly. And get it over with. Yep. <laughs> well, and else, like I said, evaluate, you know, where you were a year ago. I, I build in the concept of annual review, quarterly review, monthly review, weekly review. Yeah. Uh, it's, so it's gotten more detailed as the years have gone on because I do want to see like what were my wins from last year? It's yeah. it's my most favorite time of year, is those last couple of days of the calendar year, where I get to sum up the wins and then use that information to translate into the new year's goals. But uh boy, that first day is just capturing like what went right this year. And I thought about all the things that went wrong or I missed the boat on, but those are small compared to the wins of the year.
2: Right. Absolutely. That's so great. And That reminded me uh, the old, the CEO of my, uh, the company that I used to work for, he actually had uh, quarterly reviews with his wife. She did quarterly reviews Whoa. on him every quarter on <laughs> how he was, how he was managing his work life and his home life.
1: Ooh. That was genius. <laughs> yeah. Now that's taking it to the next level. Right. <laughs> it
2: was great.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I actually host a group, a facilitated group of local CEOs, younger CEOs here in town and, uh, every, the first thing we do every month is do a check-in on a scale of one to 10, how are you doing mentally, you know, physically in your marriage in your parenting
2: right.
1: um, and in your business. And some of them have now adopted what you just said. And they asked their wife, their wives for a check-in. They're all guys. Yeah. And so they, they've asked their wives. And so like, what number did you give our marriage today, honey? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Here's the number I would give it. I
2: love it. I yeah. love it. I used every time I saw him, I was like, so how was that last review you had? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great.
1: Well, Aaron, you have a podcast called cup of confidence. And when I was on it, uh, you were very vulnerable and said you had never listened to a podcast before starting it. I said, that was so brave. So that's, first of all, that's, that's so cool. Maybe a little
2: crazy, but, what, what? but yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. A little crazy, but <laughs> but there was no blip in the uh, lack of confidence there. So what do you hope to accomplish with your podcast?
2: Yeah. Thanks so much for that. Uh, so yeah, I never listened to one before I decided to do it. And I, I did that strategically because there was a moment where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I need to listen and figure out what other people are doing. And then I was like, you know what? No, because I just want to be myself. The whole point of, be, of doing this podcast was to really share again, that journey of confidence ups and downs, especially being a business owner, because for me, whether it was my weight loss journey or whether it was, you know, getting out of a really toxic relationship, whatever the situation was, what helped me get through that and not feel so lonely was to hear other people's stories. Now, again, I wasn't listening to podcasts, but relationships that I had built over the years, people I had spoken with, gosh, things that i had even seen on Oprah back when I was a kid. And I'm not even kidding. Um, but those things really helped me uh, get through the tough times that I had. And I, I wanted to do this podcast for other entrepreneurs. I knew that you know, this is not an easy journey. So I felt like it'd be a great place that I could connect with other business owners. They could share their stories. I could share mine. We could also give some tips and helpful hints along the way and really just build a community for other entrepreneurs that don't feel so lonely anymore.
1: Yeah, so the power of story. Uh, I had a boss once who before a staff meeting about once a month, he would say, before we get to our agenda today, Would you all tell me a story about your department and uh, the constituents that are being served by our organization? And he would sit back, put his hands behind his head and just listen. And all of us would speak up like, well, in my department, you know, we had this customer this and it was. It was, uh, it was so cool. It took about 20 minutes. Everybody, you know, shared a quick little vignette and then he would smile and he'd be like, okay, onto our agenda. Right. And I think he did it for himself. You know, first of all, because he was two layers removed from the, uh, yeah. you know, the on the ground constituent, but also it, it just brought this warm fuzzy feeling for all of us to talk about the stories and not the problems right out of the shoot. So right. it sounds like you believe in that power of story.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it it just shares so much. I mean, again, it, for me, it takes away that feeling of loneliness and that, you know, I mean, we know it's ridiculous, but we go through, we all go through times where we think I'm the only person in this planet that's ever been through this (laughs) (laughs) newsflash You're not, but, you know, just hearing other people share, I've been through that too, or, and, and this is how I handled it. Not just, you know, a pity party, but also, having resolutions to how did you get through that and sharing that with other people. I mean, I think it's really priceless.
1: That's a great plug for encouraging people to have their own advisory board or mastermind group or networking group. maybe not quite as bit big of a networking group, but, but people that you can bounce ideas off of here are things that they tried and didn't work so that you don't have yeah. to make all the mistakes, uh, things that they're trying that are working, that you might be able to translate to your situation with a little spin on it. Right. Have you been a part of those kind of groups, Erin? would you recommend them?
2: So actually, yeah, I was actually going to say, I mean, I, so I'm a part of numerous networking groups. Um, and most of them I don't feel are exactly like that, but there's one that is. And so, but it it is, um, it is a female only and it, I actually run a chapter here in, in Knoxville. And that was the reason I did is because it's exactly that. Now we do share things about our business. We do promote ourselves slightly, but it is much more about the connections and sharing those, Hey, I've done it this way and this worked for me. Hey, I've done it this way and it did not work for me. And really just about building those connections with people and empowering each other to, again, share those stories. It's very much like kind of my podcast in person (laughs) is what I like to say. And we share stories and we share wins, we share struggles, and we really just help each other through. So it's it's not exactly like a lot of the other networking events I've been a part of, but it's a really great community that does exactly that.
1: What resources, if somebody wanted to read more about uh, developing confidence, what would you point them, uh, besides, of course, your awesome resources, uh, that you would point them (laughs) and to say, like, okay, you could start... You could read these books, or you could watch these videos. Where would you point them?
2: Yeah, so that's a great question because I think that it's really individual to the industry. So for me, what I say is knowledge is power. So I would take, for me specifically, um, I my my background in business consulting. A lot of the information that I've gotten though is from um, an author Stephen Schiffman, who has written books like uh, cold calling techniques that really work, even though. It's, you know, even if you're not a cold caller, it has some amazing information in there about just the mindset that goes into being a salesperson and like how to deal with rejection and how to overcome objections and all these things that I honestly feel like you can just relate to everyday life, but he is a really good one, but I would really look specifically into your industry and figure out what um, reading materials are, are, you know, well done, whatever books are popular in that particular industry, because knowing more about your industry, again, knowledge is power. So the more you can learn, the more confident you feel. I mean, I know that that works for me if there's a particular industry or so I'll I'll just give an example, marketing, not my strong suit not my strong suit at all. So what did I do? I read as many books as I could. I took courses on how to promote myself on video, how to promote myself on social media. Like what are people looking for? I mean, I had the confidence part, but I didn't have like the technical skills into what should I be saying? What should I be presenting? Like reverting back to what we talked about, about the video, like learning all these different skills that really help, you know, um, help me in, in my particular industry, I, that to me is, is just so powerful and really helps build confidence as well.
1: I think so. I know I am most confident when I am most prepared,
2: right? Yeah. So
1: especially <laughs> if you have any kind of presentation and probably everyone in their job has to speak in front of somebody, uh, right. at some point, uh, maybe you're not giving a in a huge lecture hall somewhere, but maybe you're, you're have to speak in front of your staff being when you are prepared, you are more confident. So give (laughs) extra time to preparing for things and you will come across that way.
2: Absolutely. I could not agree more.
1: Well, last two questions. What would you want to promote for our listeners? Personal leadership development can be on any topic, including the one we're talking about today. And then how can our growing forward today listeners best contact you?
2: Awesome. So I really think that, um, the first question I'll, I'll start with that one. Um, I really feel like just knowing your, again, knowing your industry, knowing your particular, um, team, or, you know, if you are leadership of a team, um, knowing what is, you know, listening, listening to them, listening to what they want, listening to what they need, really being an active communicator. And I think listening is a really important part of that. So listening to what is going to best benefit your team. And again, knowledge is power and reading and just learning as much as you can about your specific industry. And again, we're going back to that humility and admitting when you don't know all the answers and being comfortable. Like it's one thing to not know the answer and be awkward and weird about it for lack of a better term. <laughs> and just be be comfortable. Be comfortable not being the smartest person in the room. Be comfortable not having all the answers. And I think that that would be uh, that is really helpful uh, for for leadership. And then uh the second question I believe is how can you guys find me? I would suggest I uh, I do have a Facebook group. Everything is at Confidence Coach Aaron, so Instagram Facebook, all of those things. And then uh, you can also find me at confidencecoacherin.com.
1: Thanks so much for being a great guest today, Aaron. That was super fun to talk about and hopefully all our listeners grab some goodies from you today and hope you have a fantastic year ahead.
2: Thanks. Same to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to chat with you again.
1: So I have some takeaways from Aaron today. Maybe you had some of the same ones, she talked about uh, some of the things you can do to boost your confidence. One of those we talked about was raising your hand, doing those things that make you a little bit uncomfortable, or as one speaker likes to say, fun, comfortable. You're like, yeah, don't roll your eyes at that. Come on, raise your hand and uh, participate more. A second thing is uh, your body language. It's one, one physical thing that you can do with your posture and your appearance to make yourself feel more confident and project that image to others. And the third thing is, she mentioned just accomplish something. Uh, Get yourself in gear, get something crossed off your list. You're going to feel a little bit more confident because you brought something to the finish line. The Grow Forward Today podcast is all about putting the practical tips from my guests into action for your personal leadership development. And remember, if you learn something and don't put it into action within 72 hours, those valuable gems start to slip out of your brain gradually until you lose their value to your life. Hey, and a quick plug for my new book. My fifth book is called Leading Through the Dark Waters of Conflict. So you can go over to growingforwardservices.net slash store, and it's gonna give you the ways to get win-win solutions in those uncomfortable conversations. Something's gonna break through if you have that conversation, hopefully for the positive, if you take some of the suggestions in my book. Thank you for listening to episode seven. Please spread the word about this podcast to the other Achiever friends in your life who are hungry to grow forward in their lives. Remember, you must lead yourself well before you can lead your team well. And until next week, keep growing forward.
0: Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Grow Forward today. Remember to visit Paul's website for more tools that you can use at growingforwardservices.net. Join us again for another edition very soon on the Voice America Business Channel.